Catholic commentary. Spiritual warfare. Stay ready so you don't have to get ready. Jesus 911. Soul Patrol Jesus 911. One man car. My name is Jess Romero. My partner Ruben Nava is out doing some apostolic work. <clears throat> Today, by the way, in the church's calendar is a very special day. As Catholics, we celebrate today the Feast of the Chair of St. Peter the Apostle. St. Peter, pray for us. Today's psalm at Holy Mass is Psalm 23. It's a very famous psalm written by King David. He wrote this psalm in the shepherd's field. And uh, it's a psalm that basically says everything you need to know in terms of God's fatherly protection. So let me share this psalm with you today real quick. The Lord is my shepherd. There is nothing I shall want. Inverted pastures, he gives me repose. Besides restful waters, he leads my soul. He refreshes my soul. Even though I walk in the dark valley, I fear no evil, for you are at my side. With your rod and your staff that give me courage, you spread the table before me in the side of my foes. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. <clears throat> Surely only goodness and kindness follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord for years to come. Amen. If any of you have been to a funeral, that's a psalm that's generally played in Catholic funerals, or I mean played, uh, prayed in Catholic funerals. And so, it's a song that really talks about God's fatherly protection. Let me share with you something that's happening south of the border that a lot of us are worried about. In fact, there's an Arizona sheriff that he he's made a dire warning for all Americans. Richard, I'm not sure if you have that clip. It's only 60 seconds. Let me know when you have it. I'd like to play it for the audience. But what's happening right now is that in Texas is seeing an 800% increase in fentanyl coming across the border. Let me tell you who's laughing the devil's laughing all the way to the bank. And who else is laughing? The cartels are laughing all the way to the bank. In other words, our, our borders have become essentially uh, the, the, the place where the cartels completely control. And they're also controlling the flow of narcotics into this country. Oh, okay. Uh, Richard, can you put on the sheriff from Arizona and his dire warning? Play the clip. I keep please. trying to tell Americans that the human trafficking and the drug trafficking in this country are out of control. I was working the other night. We had probably three or four different stops where there was illegals in those cars. I mean, we were just busy nonstop all wow. night. One of them uh, was a pursuit. Um, so putting people in danger. And then, of course, the fentanyl. Yep. All the drugs, but the fentanyl in particular, I think, is of grave concern to America and Americans. We had that stop the other night. Um, the deputies looked through the car. They couldn't find anything, but there was these trays of food, and he picked one of them up to move it, and he's like, that's a little heavier than normal. Mm -hmm. And so they took a little stick. They stuck it in to the food, and it only went down like this deep. Wow. So oh, then wow. they scraped the food back, and that's when they noticed the pills. Ended up having... 227,000 M30 fentanyl pills. My goodness. That's more, to put it into context, that's more than 
all of 2020 that we had at the sheriff's office. This is a real problem. And we did, I've done a lot of shows on this already in times past, but the fentanyl is now leading cause of death in Americans aged 18 to 45. And the DEA has been warning us that Mexican drug cartels are flooding U.S. with fentanyl-laced uh, counterfeit pills. This is a huge problem. Is to get an entire an, an entire country just uh, intoxicated, un, unable to basically, you know, one of the things that the devil preys upon. The devil is behind the whole intoxication. Whatever causes a human person to become intoxicated, Satan's behind it. <clears throat> and uh, I, I don't know if you remember, even George Floyd, the, uh, the, the person who died at the hands of law enforcement over in St. Paul, Minneapolis, George Floyd, it was found during the hearings that he died really of an overdose of fentanyl. That's what the that's what the coroner's office says. That's what George Floyd died of. He died of an overdose of fentanyl. This is a uh, we've also seen my partner Ruben Nava used to work narcotics before he left the Los Angeles Sheriff's Department. He's off today. But uh Ruben used to work at the Los Angeles airport and he's uh, he says they were constantly Finding large caches of drugs coming from Mexico. I'm looking at another article here from AP News. It says 10,000 fentanyl pills smuggled in covert operation, authorities say, in Los Angeles. This is a huge problem that we're dealing with. I'm looking at at another article here. It says Arizona border checkpoint nets record fentanyl seizures. So back in 2019, Arizona's broken all its records for capturing more fentanyl uh, on, on the border than any other time in his in the state of Arizona. Again, Texas has seen an 800% increase in fentanyl usage, more fentanyl. And once again, government officials, they, uh, they're admitting that they don't, they don't, they're not doing enough to protect the U.S. border from these drug traffickers. Uh, I'm looking at a picture here of a Texas Department of Public Safety, a DPS, a boat patrol along the Rio Grande on March 23rd, 2021, near Mission, Texas. Texas Department of Public Safety troopers are taking part in Operation Lone Star in supporting U.S. Border Patrol agents to deny Mexican cartels and other smugglers the ability to move drugs and people into Mexico. Let me remind you who these cartels are. They're Satan worshipers. They're Satanists. The Mexican cartels officially worship Satan. They're all part of the Santa Muerte cult. A surge of immigrants, including unaccompanied minors, are crossing into the United States daily from Mexico. And it's overcrowding the detention centers in South Texas. Fentanyl is a synthetic opioid that was originally developed by the pharmaceutical companies in order to treat cancer patients. And it's caused a massive spike in overdose deaths across the country over each of the past three years. And while only two milligrams of fentanyl can be lethal, 
U.S. Customs and Border Patrol officials say that they seized 2,098 pounds of fentanyl at the border in April, which is a 233% increase from the same quarter the, the year before. Uh, Governor Abbott from Texas cited statistics. He said that one pound of fentanyl could kill 226,796 people should it be laced with any narcotic that may be purchased off the streets of America. In other words, uh, one pound of fentanyl could just about wipe out the entire population of the U.S. Governor Abbott spoke with Fox News a couple of days ago, and he said that the dramatic increase in drugs making it across the border into the U.S. should be troubling to all Americans, just not people in states like Texas or Arizona. Biden's open border policies are enriching the cartels to move drugs around the entire United States. And the Texas governor, he demonstrated with statistics to once again accuse the Biden administration of capitulating on border security and to take a swipe at northern Democratic-run cities like Chicago and New York. Uh, Fox News' Maria Bartiromo, uh, Governor Abbott told her on her show, he said this, the border issue is not on the Rio Grande Valley. It goes all the way up to New York and Minnesota, Chicago. And what the border crisis is doing that Biden has opened up is it's enriching the cartels which profit off moving fentanyl and other drugs into the United States. The Texas Department of Public Safety patrols the border every single day and they've seen an 800% increase in the amount of fentanyl coming across the border. They seized this year enough fentanyl to kill every man, woman, and child in the state of New York. Governor Abbott said that fentanyl creates a pervasive threat, particularly to anyone buying pills or drugs off the street because drug dealers routinely lace narcotics with this lethal substance. The statistical increase in drug confiscations comes alongside... Uh, April CPB data showing that Immigration and Customs Enforcement carried out its lowest number of deportations despite illegal border crossings hitting a 20-year high. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson has joined the Republican governor in frequent accusations that federal authorities are not doing enough to secure the border. Paxson claimed a legal victory over the Biden administration uh, on Thursday after he, he sued to discontinue a 100-day halt on deportations. Attorney General Paxton from Texas said this is a big win for Texas and the nation. It sends a clear message to the Biden administration that they will not be able to violate federal law and endanger the lives of Texans. But beyond that, what about on a spiritual level? On a spiritual level, let's uh, let's just say that the devil is entirely behind this. The devil wants us to live a life of intoxication, Jesus wants us to live a life of sobriety. How can you have a life of holiness if you're living a life of intoxication? Impossible. We'll be right back. Jesus 911. Stick around. We're going to talk about the Satanic Temple next. Now. Back to Jesus 911. 
If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, one-man car. Ultimately, the reason why narcotics are dangerous, they're dangerous to your soul. Why? Because intoxication or lack of sobriety, it destroys the seeds of your Catholic faith. There is just absolutely no way you can pursue a life of virtue, a life of, uh, of holiness, if you're living a life of intoxication. This is exactly where the devil attacks us in our emotions, in our imagination, through our emotions. And the devil's able to trigger our emotions through a life of intoxication, whether it's alcohol, drugs, or a combination of both. I want to move on to another topic. And I want to share with you about the satanic, uh, the temple of Satan and their after-school Satan clubs. The temple of Satan is doing everything that they can to try to normalize themselves and to be accepted as kind of some other religious denomination out there that has, uh, you know, that has uh, an equal an equal footing in the public square. Well, first of all, I would say this: Satan has no rights. So anybody that's promoting Satanism, I would have to say, they're promoting an ideology of a fallen angel that has no rights. Here's the problem. The temple of Satan, they've attached themselves very shrewdly. They've attached themselves to the Democrat Party. This way they have political cover. This is by design. This way they're able to try to gain some some type of legitimacy in the public square. And what they're trying to do, they're going after our kids. I make no bones about it. They're going after our kids. I want to refute nine lies that are used to push for this satanic school clubs in public schools. So I'm going to give you I'm going to refute the nine lies used by the temple of Satan. These are the the statements that they're using to try to get a toehold into the public schools and set up after-school programs. First of all, let's talk a little bit about Satan from a Catholic perspective. In the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verses 7 to 8, the Bible says, Then war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels battled against the dragon. The dragon and its, and its angels fought back, but they did not prevail, and there was no longer any place for them in heaven. So this dragon, this is Satan. This is the devil. This is what the Jews, the Hebrews would call this fallen angel, Lucifer. And we see that he was thrown out of heaven by Michael in a battle, in a great battle. Because he has the spirit of rebellion. This fallen angel has the spirit of envy. This fallen angel is a narcissist and pure pride. 
So some of the members from the temple of Satan, they'll, they'll say, well, we're not even sure the devil exists. He's just more of a, of a mythical, historical concept for us. But we like what he stands for. He stands for rebellion. He stands for uh, going against the establishment. We like that. So some of the members of the temple of Satan, they'll tell you to your face that they'll say, well, we're not even sure that he exists. We don't, we don't worship him. He's more of a mythical being. Well, guess what? First of all, they're using a technique called deception or sleight of hand, or they're using what the Eighth Commandment says not to do, thou shall not lie. The Temple of Satan members are lying to you because they know that the average American, if they said, yeah, yeah, we believe in the devil and we worship him and uh, we want to set up an after-school program in your public school, they know that 99.999% of people are going to say, you know what, get lost. I don't even want to talk to you. I don't even want to broach this topic. You, you're, you're a nut. Okay, you need, to see a, you need to check yourself into a mental institution. And so what they tell people, we're a benevolent society. Remember, they're Satanists, so they lie. Just remember that. When you're talking to a Satanist, he's going to lie to you because he's following his father, the devil, who's the father of lies. And the devil is also the deceiver of the brethren. Revelation chapter 12, verse 9. They're going to use deception, sleight of hand, and lie to you so that they can advance their cause. Much like Muslim terrorists do. Same technique. We have to lie to our enemies so we can advance our cause within their society and in their culture, within, within their ranks. So, <clears throat> the devil does exist. So much so that he's targeting children in schools with after-school Satan clubs that are forming across the country sponsored by the Satanic Temple. The program's leaders speak with the cunning of a serpent and have formulated sophistic lies or yeah, yeah, sophistry. They formulated these sophistic lies to, to deceive parents and students that there's some type of benevolent organization. Therefore, I'm going to take the statements made by the, mem by the members of the temple of, uh, by the temple of Satan. These are the statements that they make. And I'm going to rebut them so that Catholics, especially students and parents, can respond to the most common lies used to promote after-school Satan clubs. So the first thing, and I know this because last weekend when the Temple of Satan was over in, was over in Scottsdale, Arizona, and we did a prayer rally in front of the Saguaro Hotel where they were having a three-day Satanic conference with all kinds of horrendous presentations and things that were occurring inside that hotel that are unmentionable. The first thing they, they, they told me, they said, uh, Mr. Romero, uh, we don't believe in Satan actually as a real being. He's just a concept. He just inspires us because this mythical being is a symbol of, a, of, a, of, a, of a challenging authority and a symbol of rebellion. So how would I respond? Look it. The greatest trick the devil plays is to make men believe that he doesn't exist. And that's exactly what the members of the Satanic Temple are doing. Because if you don't believe that he exists, he advances more freely that way. However, talk of evil spirits, 
This is found throughout history, not only within Christianity, within Islam, within Judaism. Even primitive peoples recognize this phenomenon of evil spirits. In addition, past civilizations in Egypt, Greece, and ancient Rome, they record cases of people possessed by spirits. And also, more than 2,000 years of Catholic Christian tradition attests to the existence of the devil. Here's line number two. Line number two that the temple of Satan uses. They'll say, the satanic temple is non-theistic. Its brand of Satanism does not worship the devil. So let's take a look at that. So, the satanic temple claims to be non-theistic, and its members say that they neither believe in the supernatural, nor nor do they worship the devil. However, true to the spirit of the father of lies... Satanists will say one thing, but will do another. So don't watch what they say. Watch what they do. What Satanists once did in private, now they do in open. They do it in the open. The public has witnessed some of their chilling rituals and hideous statues and figures. Some examples of this worship from 2021 include... Remember, the Satanists performed a ritual against the Peace Cross in Bladensburg, Maryland. They knelt, worshipped, and hailed their master, the devil. And the ASSC at Carmel High School in Carmel, Indiana, posted several memes hailing the devil. And also the Temple of Satan installed a baby Baphomet statue for worship next to a traditional Christmas scene at the Illinois State Capitol and invoked the devil publicly. Baphomet, who we reject, rebuke, and renounce in Jesus' name, go to the foot of the cross that he may do with you as he wills. So they say that they don't believe in Satan, and then, well, and this is it, and then while in public, we catch them hailing Satan, kneeling down in front of satanic statues, and uh, worshiping Satan. With their bodies and with their and, and with their mouths and what they say. So although they say one thing, forget about what they say. Look at what they do. Here's line number three. The after-school Satan club is not interested in converting children to Satan. Right? Yeah. Okay. I got uh, I got ice in in Alaska that I'd like to sell you. The Temple of Saint also claims that children who attend will not be proselytized. However, everything on its website promotes a set of values that embodies the organization's beliefs. Proselytism comes in different forms. The most alarming ruse is to instill a set of values on on unsuspecting children through games and activities in line with, with satanic principles, which uproot and destroy Christian values. That's exactly what they're doing. Here's line number four of the Temple of Satan. They'll say, Children will not be forced to go. Really? By claiming that the program is optional, the Temple of Satan hopes to put parents at ease since nobody's coerced. Satanists argue parents should not complain but instead show tolerance towards those who choose to send their children to the Satan Club. But this is also a fallacy. It makes as much sense 
as installing a water fountain in school that puts out toxic water or making Tide Pods available for students who choose to ingest them. Adults must protect children from evil, not expose them to danger. Having a program in school where Satan is invoked, even as an option, exposes every child directly or indirectly to incalculable spiritual risks. And that's really the bottom line. Point number five, or lie number five of the, of the Temple of Satan. Lie number five. They'll say that the after-school satanic uh, child care is a, is a safe place for the marginalized. Really? Are you kidding me? A room where children are encouraged to worship the devil can never be a safe place. We'll continue talking about this topic that's not going away. The Temple of Satan and their growth in the United States. They must be opposed everywhere they rear their ugly head. Stick around. You'll hear more next. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911. You know what? This, this is the month of February. The month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family. One of the things that I do is... When I finish my morning prayers, my midday prayers, my evening prayers, I add this doxology. I've been doing it for about 20 years. Terry Barber, Terry Barber taught me this, but it's the perfect time to incorporate this every day now since the month of February is dedicated to the Holy Family, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. So like when I end my morning prayers, I'll say, uh, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Save souls in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that's just kind of a good way to end a lot of your prayers. Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you, save souls. That's a devotion that started becoming fomented back like in the 17th century. But it was really with the uh, the invention of the creche, the Christmas creche, the nativity set, or the nativity scene by St. Francis of Assisi back in the early Middle Ages, that we started as Catholics, started focusing more of our spirituality, especially family life, based on the Holy Family. Okay, I'm talking about the religious component to the Democrat Party right now, the Temple of Satan. They've annexed themselves to this political party, the Democrats. They work together in tandem on many issues. The Temple of Satan is also good friends with Antifa and Black Lives Matter. So they're anarchists. While Black Lives Matter and Antifa, they're more uh, cultural, societal, and, and physical anarchists, the Temple of Satan, they are more spiritual anarchists. They want to destroy souls and win souls for Satan, just like I and every Catholic wants to win souls for the Lord Jesus Christ. Our mission is the salvation of souls. That is the highest, the highest goal, the highest uh, standard of Catholic Christianity, the salvation of souls. So, line number five, from these after-school satanic programs is that they're a safe place. No, they're not. 
a, a room where children are encouraged to worship the devil can never be a safe place. Marginalized people often suffer from exposure to toxic elements or relationships. And no space is more harmful than where one than where the role model is the devil who's frequently associated with death, revolt, aggression, and despair. Come on. A satanic club will not provide a wholesome family environment that a marginalized kid needs to heal. The school's, the school's resources are better served by promoting family-friendly programs. Line number six of the Temple of Satan as they seek to spread their after-school satanic programs. They'll tell you to your face, we don't promote evil. Really? So this is another claim of the Temple of Satan, is that the after-school Satan clubs do not promote evil, but only offer activities in line with its tenets. Once again, the talking snake, this is deceptive, because one tenet of the Temple of Satan is individual sovereignty, which corresponds to the basic Satanist idea, which is, you are your own God. Indeed, individual sovereignty means there's no authority higher than the individual. This belief negates God's authority in the Ten Commandments. It denies natural law, the, the natural law written on the hearts of all men, and it gives everyone a sense of, of morality and the, and the ability to discern right from wrong as they see fit, as they see it. Ultimately, to deny the validity of God's law is to promote all sins and crimes. So these Satanists are moral relativists. They deny that there's objective truth. By denying there's objective truth, they, they deny the lordship and the social kingship of Christ the King. And by doing that, they're promoting, with, without even realizing it, they're pr promoting uh, Darwinian evolution ethics, which, which means only the strong survive, might makes right, and survival of the fittest. Very dangerous way to live. Line number seven of the Temple of Satan. They say, hey, this is just harmless fun, these after-school programs. Guess what? Nothing about the occult is harmless. Well-known exorcists like Father uh, Gabriel Lamorth, rest in peace, for the Diocese of Rome, they, he attests, and many others, how easily occult-based games can lead to the diabolical possession of children. There are real dangers in opening the door to the occult, which is not easily closed. When children willingly expose themselves to the occult or people associated with it, their souls are harmed. They're putting themselves in harm's way. An example of the Temple of Satan's outreach to children is a satanic coloring book that portrays images of the devil, a horned beast, skulls, and an image of a child performing a spell over a pentagram. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and they say they don't worship the devil. Right. Right. I believe you. Absolutely, I believe you. Here's also another list 
of rituals approved by the temple of Satan. Of course, they say that these rituals are harmless. Really? Here's one of their harmless rituals. The temple of Satan, they have a ritual called unbaptism, where participants renounce the true faith. Satanists have another ritual. Uh, the, the temple of Satan has another approved ritual called destruction ritual. This is where the participants destroy an object they own that symbolizes a source of pain in their lives, which exorcists claim can often mean something like a crucifix or a Bible. Another ritual that the, the temple of Satan has is called the defiance ritual, where a person pledges to challenge the status quo. And of course, the final ritual that the Satanists have is called the Black Mass, which celebrates blasphemy, sacrilege, attacks God and the true Catholic Mass. In other words, the Satanists they know which is the one true church. Here's lie number eight from the Temple of Satan. They'll say, well, Satan has the right to have a club. Well, my response is a Catholic. No, he doesn't. Satan has no rights because evil has no rights. Not everything should be allowed in schools. It would be objectionable, for example, if there were after-school clubs for neo-Nazis or white supremacists, clubs for student drug dealers or pro-terrorist sympathizers. They would likewise be unacceptable. The same with Satan. He has no rights, and evil has no rights in a public school. Lie number nine. The Temple of Satan says, Satan should be given equal access. Well, how would you respond to that? No, no, he shouldn't be given equal access. Satan should not be given equal access. Satan, schools exist to educate children, not to serve as a platform for the supposed rights of others. Children naturally possess innocence. And what the temple of Satan teaches, it breaks their innocence. It destroys, it breaks their innocence. Parents entrust their children to the, to, the, to the care of the public schools for their educational, cultural, and moral foundation. Programs that preserve the innocence of children should be promoted. Programs that scandalize children should be excluded. It's that simple. This is not rocket science. As Catholics... We have to keep the father of lies out of these public schools. Satan is the father of lies. A murderer from the very beginning, John chapter 8, verse 44. And a destroyer of innocence. Satan represents the opposite of everything. Children need to preserve their innocence and form their character. And become children of God. They need an environment that fosters virtue, morality, obedience, truth, goodness, and beauty. Public schools should never be a place that promotes sin, immorality, revolt, blasphemy, evil, and the macabre, what's horrendous. In other words, what am I saying? The devil has no place in public schools, not now and not in the future, because Satan has no rights. Also, Think about this. We have a lot of 
we have a lot of Catholic kids. Obviously, they don't go to Catholic school. They can't afford it. In fact, 94% of Catholics go to public school. 94%. So what are we doing? If these Satanists get their way through the Democrat Party and institute these after-school programs all over the country with their coloring books and their propaganda, guess what? What little faith a Catholic schoolboy has in the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be destroyed by these satanic after-school programs. If you want to know, even just take, take out the Temple of Satan from public schools. Public schools are already a, a very difficult place for somebody to foster and grow in their faith in Jesus Christ. A study that was put out a couple of years ago it's found on exploringhomeschooling.com, exploringhomeschooling.com. The question was asked, will your child believe in Jesus when they graduate from public high school? Well, the answer is, if you're homeschooled, 94% of Catholics will continue to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ up until graduation. If you're a Catholic who went to public school all your life, only 15% of Catholics in public school, once they graduate, will believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of the government in the next, said Abraham Lincoln. We'll be right back. I want to talk about tarot cards. Yep, tarot cards. We'll be right back. Now, back to Jesus 911. If this call is not an emergency, dial 888-526-2151. Soul Patrol, Jesus 911, the Lord come to my assistance, Lord make haste to help me. Psalm 69 verse 2, that's a good prayer to pray throughout the day just so you can keep your bearings the Satanic Deception of Tarot Cards, a great article by Crisis Magazine, one of those uh, trusted uh, news, news sources. So Catholic author Brittany Mueller, whose book, The Contemplative Tarot, is scheduled to be released later this year. For Brittany Mueller, tarot is its own kind of prayer. <clears throat> Wrong. The Washington Post in December interviewed Brittany Mueller, a practicing Catholic who, as part of her daily prayer routine, not only consults Holy Scripture, but also the Rider Waite deck, which is one of the most popular tarot decks in America. So here we see a Catholic that probably means well, probably uh, is uh, well-intentioned, but just malformed uncatechized. This is the state of the Catholic Church right now. A lot of people that have good intentions that call themselves practicing Catholics just do not know the basic teachings of the church. What's what's wrong with tarot cards? The catechism of the Catholic Church tells us it's called the sin of superstition. The sin of superstition which is a violation against the first commandments. It violates, it, avi it violates 
uh, our relationship with God. You shall have no gods uh, before me. And that also means consulting superstitious practices where demons are consulted to give you an answer. So, uh, this uh, woman, who Brittany Mueller, again, who's obviously a low-information Catholic, the article says, Pulling a Dalit tarot card, says Brittany Mueller, quote, became a nice ritual that replaced what I got from religion, close quote. She even credits her tarot card use for her, for her family's recent return to Catholicism six months ago. She says, Mueller says, I was, Brittany Mueller says, I was coming into contact with Christian ideas through a medium that isn't considered a Christian. It showed me very gently how much I miss Christianity. So again, she's consulted a medium. This is denounced in the Bible for Catholics in Deuteronomy chapter 18. Don't go to mediums to try to, cons- to, try to speak to spirits. This woman is again in violation now of, the, of what the catechism calls the sin of divination, which is a violation of the first commandment. But for people like Brittany Mueller, the Christian faith and tarot are compatible because again, she's a low information Catholic, just like many Catholics out there. According to her website, Brittany Mueller's upcoming book is, is a, quote, Christian interpretation of the tarot and a sort of how-to guide for using tarot in contemplative prayer, close quote. Talk about diabolical disorientation. Indeed, in order to assuage skeptical Christians who associate tarot with divination, including Pope Francis, who in 2019 condemned such practices as divination and superstitious. Brittany Mueller told the uh, the Washington Post, she doesn't use the cards as a form of fortune telling. This raises an interesting question. Can objects or practices that have been associated with the occult be repurposed for holy purpose? <laughs> well, I can tell you that a, that a, a sinner can be repurposed and become a saint. But an object that's been used for the occult has to be destroyed or burned and discarded properly. <clears throat> so the author of this, of this article, he's a good Catholic, his name's uh, Casey Chuck. He's a contributor at the Federalist. He's a graduate from Christendom College. He says, forgive me if I'm a bit skeptical. skeptical. One of the cards is typically understood to represent the devil while the entire deck has been ostensibly used to predict the future. Strike one, strike two for a Catholic. The deck Brittany Mueller uses, meanwhile, is associated with Dr. Edward Waite, who died in 1942, a scholar of occultism and member of the Outer Order of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which was devoted to the study and practice of the occult. Arthur Waite later established the Fellowship of the Rosy Cross, a Christian mystical organization that drew heavily upon Freemasonry. The devil, fortune-telling, the occult, Freemasonry, what could possibly go wrong? It leads one to wonder why would a Catholic want to indulge in activities that have such a checkered explicitly anti-Catholic history. 
Perhaps because many of us have become inclined to think Satan isn't real or that his power is distant and disinterested. That's certainly a different perspective of the first pope who wrote in 1 Peter 5.8, Like a roaring lion, your adversary the devil prowls around looking for someone to devour. Close quote. The pervading influence of the devil in our modern world sounds so antiquated, so unscientific, so uneducated, would we really suggest that simply playing around with some pieces of paper with pictures on them, including pentagrams, could conjure up demonic powers? In a word, yes! Venerable Fulton Sheen once remarked, Very few people believe in the devil these days, which suits the devil very well. He's always helping to circulate the news of his own death. Close quote. In other words, Satan wants us to believe that he's not actually the one behind every temptation we face, every sin we indulge, every evil we confront. No, no. He'd like us to believe those all can be explained psychologically, sociologically, perhaps even genetically. Satan has deceived former Catholic musician Audrey Assad who recently left the Catholic Church, she turned to tarot reading, tarot card during the pandemic, when she was dealing with isolation and anxiety, and she said, quote, I do believe it's a game, close quote, Assad told the Washington Post, she said, quote, not the soul's portal into my soul, close quote, that she's promoting herself as someone involved in oracle practices does not engender confidence in that statement. Even Mrs. Mueller, who I will say, I'm very glad has returned to the Catholic Church, has been deceived. And I'm not talking just about the tarot cards. Her online presence features sites where she declares that her preferred pronouns are she, her. Someone, a Catholic who accepts his gender insanity, not gender identity, gender insanity by surrendering to the nonsense of preferred pronouns has already, in a real sense, been deceived by the devil. Satan knows that by confusing our understanding of human nature, he can destroy the church, the family, and our very bodies. Let me speak as frankly as possible. Satan wants you. He wants to destroy every single one of us. He wants to bring misery and brokenness into our lives. And he ultimately wants to steal our soul for eternal punishment in hell. And he'll do anything he can to accomplish that aim. If that means persuading you that tarot cards or some other such, some other such activity is harmless, he'll do it. To flirt with any portal that Satan has used to bring about his demonic purposes is to play with fire. I do not know the particulars of Mrs. Brittany Mueller's life or her conversion story. Please God that she will fully embrace the Catholicism of her upbringing. But I have strong doubts that tarot cards, even stripped of its soothsaying traits, can be redeemed for Christological purposes. St. Boniface, if you recall, he didn't try to repurpose the pagan uh, Donar's Oak He cut it down. St. Martin of Tours, he didn't try to synthesize Christianity with pagan temples that had served as sites of blasphemy and gross immorality. He tore them down. Satan and his tools are not to be trifled with. This is why all Catholics need to ask priests to bless their homes. It's also why we should frequent the sacraments of confession and the Eucharist. We never know what evil forces have been at work around us, invited in knowingly or unknowingly by others or ourselves. There's no reason to try and repurpose tarot cards or other pagan practices 
if we're seeking to enter into the powerful mystical forces that work in the church, why bother with tarot cards when you have at your disposal the writings of St. Faustina Kowalski, St. Teresa of Avila, St. John of the Cross? Why play with a deck of cards created by Freemasons, occultists, when you can pray the Holy Rosary, the co- contemplate the stations of the cross, or pray in front of the exposed body of Christ or the Divine Mercy? These have true spiritual potency and they're intended to draw us into the mystical life of God. All I can tell you is this. Um, As Catholics, why would you want to believe in the promises of a deck of cards, you know, that are found in a deck of cards to try to ease your pain or solve your pain? The only way to ease your pain and solve your pain is and as a living relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, reading His Word every day, receiving the Holy Eucharist as often as possible, living in a right relationship with Jesus, that means living in a state of sanctifying grace. Hey, we're all called to be great saints. Don't miss the opportunity. Set yourself apart from this corrupt generation. Be saints. You weren't made to fit in. You were made to stand out. Save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Faith is what gets you started. Hope in Jesus and His promises is what keeps you going. And love is what brings you to the end. Where most men work for degrees after their names, we should be working for one before our names. And that's S-T. S-T is a much more difficult degree to attain. It takes a lifetime, and you don't get your diploma until you're dead. But we have to know our Catholic faith. We have to live our Catholic faith. And we have to spread our Catholic faith. This is our Esther moment. We were destined to live for such a time as this. We have to rise to the occasion. The time for wavering is over. The time for playing church is over. The time with playing with sin is over. Let us follow Jesus Christ, the author and finisher of our faith. Wake up, America! Don't hit the snooze button. Jesus Christ is coming back. Make sure that before you die, you leave it all out on the field. Up next, Gary Machuda, Hands on Apologetics. That's a wrap. I'm 10-7. I'm out. See you tomorrow. Same Christ time, same Christ channel. God bless you. Keep the faith.